0: Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast which holds liberating and empowering conversations about sexuality, pleasure and healing. We're focused on supporting all vagina owners to feel free and excited about having a loving and soulful relationship with their pussy. I'm your host Grace Hazel. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of conversations with pussy. Now I know that usually we are empowering our relationship to our puss via this podcast. However, today I wanted to jump on and have a conversation with you about money in particular, how to up level your wealth consciousness. So today I will be sharing my personal experience with money and how I personally upleveled my wealth consciousness and you're going to uh, receive an understanding of why healing your relationship with money and upgrading your wealth consciousness is a key factor to actually making the money that will support you to have a thriving soul-led business which is on waitlist and you've got those zeros popping off in your PayPal account. So, are you in for it? Are you up for it? If so, keep on listening. Let's get stuck in. Now, what I firstly want to say is that I came from a place in my life where I was pretty crap with money, alright? So, I personally didn't receive a healthy strong relationship to having a good solid amount of income in my bank I didn't receive a healthy blueprint about how to build wealth and I from from no one's fault really it was just the way that I was brought up the place that I lived my wealth consciousness was pretty low and i will talk to you a little bit about that because there may be some of you that resonate with this or through me just sharing my crap relationship with money many years ago you may be able to just go oh okay like maybe that wasn't the exact thing for me but this is sparking off some interest about actually what things were happening for you when you were a bit younger so this stuff is all going to be described to you from yeah a a later or not a later sorry um, a younger phase in my life and I truly believe that's really when we start to develop our wealth consciousness you know when we're really young just like we develop our blueprint and our relationship to sexuality and intimacy and love at a really super young age we also do the same for money and What I'll say firstly is that when I was super duper young so when I was in primary school in England I was so not great with figures so what would happen is that I would get really really behind in like mental maths or doing anything that was you know maths related if i'm honest if I, if someone gave me a big sum you know like a a long division sum i'd be like oh oh my goodness i can't do it and start crying kind of thing that was me in primary school and what i've actually realized since then and um i have a therapist which who's really supported me with this is to describe to me that i'm actually ADD so my um method of learning was really different and i'm also slightly dyslexic so my way of dealing with numbers and figures from the very beginning became really like wrapped up in fear and in worry. So I carried that very, very belief that from school times that I couldn't deal with big figures, I kept that and I carried that into my into my adult life, right? And um, I'll go into like how that impacted me in a bit, but I will continue just to say like these things that I really noticed about myself before about money. Um, So, my family was amazing and we lived in a beautiful place in England called Hertfordshire and I went to school and I was constantly comparing myself at school to people who had more money. So I remember having this thing of coming into school and everyone was always like dressed and you know on like what was it called? Buffy day? No not Buffy day. The day when you got to come into school when you were uh, um, able to wear whatever you wanted basically. And I remember that, that some people would love that day because it was a chance for them to show off their new clothes and show off like all of the things that they had in, um, in general life past the school uniform. And I remember that I would always panic on this. Was it Mufti day? I'd love it if it was Mufti day because it's very um, in line with conversations with pussy anyways but I would hate this day because it would mean that I would just feel like oh I didn't have all of the latest clothes I didn't have all of the gadgets etc etc and it wasn't that I was particularly in a situation where where my family was poor but I was always comparing myself and seeing that I wasn't the one who was coming into school with all the new gadgets and the new clothes and I was more always like oh we don't have enough right so that particular belief would stick with me like I don't have enough my family doesn't have enough so there's another one that kicked in around money when I was young and then when I was a little bit older I actually left school when I was 16 so I didn't do A levels or um or go to uni that was my choice uh which I still stand behind by the way I'm really glad to be where I am today and what happened is I immediately went into salary paid jobs and what I found was that uh, especially in my 20s I would always be spending all of my money like on the first week that I was paid right and I found it almost confusing I remember my ex-boyfriend saying to me like I don't know what you do with your money and I was like I don't know what I do with my money and at that time especially like I was on Lower lower salary brackets and for me at that time I didn't know how I could ever expand my ability to gain income and money because that was just the way that I knew things to be and that was just the job that I perceived that I could do and when I finally um, broke out of the cycle or the pattern of being in nine-to-five salary-paid jobs, it was really big for me, so when I decided to go into business, in my pussy-led business, all of my money wounding came to the surface, because previously I had been paid a salary, right, and yeah, I was kind of running out of money earlier in in my pay packet or my month of being paid than. I would have liked but it wasn't as big as when I went out into the big wide world of making money for myself that I began to see that I had so many wounds around money that really really I couldn't ignore anymore and what happened for me in my first year of business so picture this right I had been working nine to five uh, since I was 16 and I think my first moving out of business, I'm gonna completely make up this age, but I think I was around 29, 28-ish. I think I was 29, and essentially I'd been doing like side, um, just doing my business on the side, right? And so I was never panicked about making money through my business because I was happily having a salary paid job whilst also having this extra cash that I was making through my business. So when I finally decided to leave my job and move to Bali, it was this space where I began to become really into making money, but I brought all of my money wounds to my business. And so what happened for me in that first year of full-time business was that I started to burn out because what I was doing was charging too little because I had this belief system around my worth and what I should charge my offerings at. And so I was seeing so many clients, like I remember at some point I was like seeing like six clients a day, which is totally ridiculous, six clients a day for sexual healing work. Work. and I mean half of that was because I was so devoted to my work and I'd almost become like a martyr to it yet also it was because I, I was wanting to support myself and wanting to um, thrive in my business so I was overworking yet undercharging And what happened for me through that over the course of a year or so was that I totally burnt out. So I ended up coming into a place where I was super, super low on energy. I started having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, all of the above (laughs) and burnt out. So I had to learn big lessons around what I was doing and how I was overworking in my business. And underneath that all, it was this feeling that was driving me of, I have to make money. Okay. So I wasn't feeling so soft around money I was feeling in fear the next thing to say is that I felt like I couldn't handle big figures right so in my business I felt like if the money that I had became too large that I wouldn't be able to deal with the extra o's in my business now I mentioned this on my last podcast around what I had to change in order to have a thriving solar business but I will mention it again when I got to Bali they have um these these the, the currency is rupiah and so If you can imagine, like, I'd only dealt with, like, pound coins or euros or wherever I'd been in the world. But when I went to to Bali, like, rupiah translated into millions. And so I'd be, like, with all of these millions of notes in Bali and trying to pay for things and it would get to the point where I'd get so flustered around money that I'd almost like fling my money at people at restaurants and cafes because I'd be nervous about trying to count it or I'd feel really overwhelmed at trying to count it in front of cashiers and people and of course that linked back to that really early age of of when I was having um, issues in maths at school right so all of this was linking together and I was becoming super conscious of it And the last thing that I also noticed during this time was that I had this undercurrent wounding that if I had a lot of money, then I wouldn't know what to do with it. And that meant that I would get in trouble. So I remember, again, this... Constant fear of if I made too much money or if my wealth started growing past a certain amount, then I would have too much money and I would get into trouble. And I think, particularly, I was always like, I'm going to get in trouble with the tax man, which was ridiculous because I, I've always paid taxes and I was just worried that I'd get something wrong and I'd get into trouble and I'd end up in, in more trouble or I'd end up in debt because I. I'd done something wrong so all of these wild beliefs were playing out and what what that was doing was capping my wealth resonance capping my wealth consciousness and my relationship to money So in realizing all of these things and let me say like it wasn't like I realized them like one, two, three, four and five minutes time. It was simply that I was watching the uncomfortableness that I was experiencing around money and around running my business and I started to go wow there must be a different way to do things also at that time because I was living in Bali for the first time in my life I was surrounded by entrepreneurs so I was surrounded by people who were leading soul-led businesses and what that meant was that I was coming into conversations with them and they would openly talk about money so they would say hey like I just made this money from a workshop I actually remember someone coming up to me and this was when I was really charging low prices and this person he said to me yeah, like I just taught this two hour workshop yesterday and I made like five grand. It wasn't much, but you know, like it's good. Like I'm really glad that the people got to receive the information. And I remember looking at this person and being like, what? you taught an hour's workshop and you got five grand and at the time I didn't even say that to him I was just internally reeling because I was like how is this person doing that like what makes him able to charge that price or create that wealth for himself from one hour and here I am doing like my six clients a day and barely getting by you know so what I began to realize was that I really needed to heal my relationship with money. So I was having also around these conversations with entrepreneurs and business people, folks were saying to me, hey, like this thing that you're working on, you know, sexuality, you know how you know that you can upgrade your relationship to sexuality and intimacy and change. Like I already knew that I had the, the consciousness and the ability to physically heal my body of pain. I. knew that I had the ability to go into my old patterns and behaviors around sex and love and begin to change and heal those so they were literally saying to me Grace you can do the same thing around money you can start to evolve your relationship with money so it begins to thrive so what I'm going to do now is speak to you about the things that I began to learn and apply in order to heal my relationship with money. And let me first say that I say, yes, I'm, I am healed my relationship to money. But just like I see the world of sexuality and healing our relationship to sexuality, it is in a constant spiral, right? We're always moving through this spiral of healing. And so, you know I will upgrade my relationship to sexuality but that doesn't mean that something will come into my life which will challenge me and ask me to upgrade again and the same comes to money whilst I have done some huge upgrades to my money consciousness I'm still committed and thriving in the way that I'm like I'm still going to come up against limiting beliefs and my job is to be conscious of that so I can upgrade that so I can build more beautiful wealth for myself and in my my life, right? So the first thing that I had to do in order to heal my relationship to money is that I had to get into my psyche around money in order to unravel my limitations. So you know, all of those limiting beliefs that I told you that I developed around, oh, not being able to sort out my figures or understand figures. I had to really drop into all of the things that I had learned about money up until that point and also to this point that was limiting my ability to receive abundance okay and sometimes that could have been around you know um, not feeling like I could deal with figures sometimes that could literally be because I was brought up in a family that made xyz amount of money So I really needed to dive into my psyche, begin to unravel the things that were actually stopping me from making the money that I was desiring, you know? Like I was writing manifestation lists and going, I wanna be having like 200K years and then like going back to to work, holding my limiting beliefs. If we're holding limiting beliefs around money, it's gonna be super hard, no matter how much we manifest to receive that money because our body, our energy, our being isn't in alignment for what we are asking for now your limiting beliefs are going to be super different to ours and it's important to say that based on our conditioning and based on where we have grown up and the color of our skin and our gender there's going to be different limitations to abundance so My invitation always especially is to find someone who resonates with you around this piece because it's important to have someone teaching which doesn't just come from a gaze which is coming from a person who hasn't lived a similar experience to you right and so um, finding someone that kind of gets you and gets your limiting beliefs is going to be way more empowering for you on healing your relationship to money especially when it comes around the energetics and the psyche Now the next thing that I had to do was envision my future and instead of seeing figures I had to see my lifestyle. So like I just said I was always writing manifestation lists and I'd be like I make 200k per year and then I would leave it at that right. And so what that would do was just like have this image of 200k in my mind and it wasn't helpful because what I needed to do is get into the felt sense of what that 200 grand would do for me. So what would I be doing if I received that 200 grand per year? How would I be living my life? What things would change if I went from the, what I was earning per year at that time to going to 200K, right? So I had to really envision and feel what that lifestyle meant for me. So instead of writing a figure, I would write what that bought. So I would continue with the figure, but I would say, and this brings me. So if you are a real key manifester, my invitation for you is to, instead of just saying, oh, I want to earn this much money, or like even worse, just being like, I want to be abundant. We need to be specific. We need to say why we want that money. And that puts out a message, a energetic into the quantum, which can be way more quick and, and fast at allowing us to receive than just writing down a figure or a really like abstract thing like saying I just want to be abundant right now the next thing that I had to do and I really feel that we need to be practical here as well as into the energetics around wealth and money is that I had to take a serious look at my business and create a strategy to support growth and impact So I really had to look at the ways in which I was serving through my business, look at the money that I was making through the offerings that I was putting out there, and also the time and effort that I was spending in those offerings, offering those things. And I had to go, how can I change my business strategy so I am available for less time but making more money? Now, we really go into that in the last week of your business as big as your soul knows it to be. We have a whole module which is devoted to money consciousness, wealth consciousness, and allowing you to heal your relationship to money so that you can start to charge bigger prices for your offerings whether that be your one-to-one practice whether that be a retreat you're running whether that be a group course or a recorded course it's about looking at the strategies that you can place in your business in order to be a little bit more clever so that you can feel that you are more thriving in your energy so that your cup is full yet you're impacting and transforming many more people's lives through the work that you do so if you are interested in your business as big as your soul knows it to be it is currently available and you can enroll onto it now however do know that if you're listening to this podcast right now which is the date of the 17th of june that we will be closing enrollment on the 21st of june which is monday so there's a little bit of time pressure there for you if you're sat here being like oh my god goodness I want to find out more and I will stick a link in show notes so that you can be drawn over to the sales page and you can read more about your business as big as your soul knows it to be so back to healing your relationship with money The next thing that I had to do to heal my relationship with money is to make empowered decisions around learning about money, investing, accounting, and I really had to get my let's call it my inner masculine on board to hold the space for my business for me to learn these things. So before what would happen is that if I started to make a influx of money, what I didn't know what to do was essentially where to put that money. So sometimes I'd have it in savings accounts, but it didn't really feel like that was the right place to go. And I, I had this whole blank space of not understanding if I had big wealth in my bank what was I meant to do with it so I started to invest into learning about investing and I got really into that I started reading lots of books about investing about ways in which you can grow your wealth and also, I mentioned earlier that I I had this belief that if I had too much money or, and I, again, like that word, too much money, how, how limiting is that? If I had a lot of money, then I would get into trouble with like the tax man. And so what I had to do for a good while is is I bring on an accountant. And now my, my VA does all of my accounting and supports me to have like a really great financial um, space in my business, because it's not my truth to run it, but my my accountant did it and then she passed it on to my VA who now does that for me but I had to bring that in for myself I had to bring in that structure that educated structure in order to understand what I was doing in my in my taxes what I was doing in my accounting so that I stayed in a good place and that I could also be clever you know so I so I also didn't need to pay like over the amount of tax that I should have been doing or you know I was just staying in line with the rules there okay and so that was another thing that I had to do in my business in order to heal my relationship with money so take empowered action And the last thing I'm going to share with you today is that I had to create boundaries about what I was prepared to show up for and what I knew would drain me. So this was a big thing, especially after having a burnout, after seeing so many clients for such a, a long amount of time, I realized that my body couldn't hold that kind of space anymore for that many people. So I had to have a look at what I was doing and say, right, the amount I'm charging right now actually feels like a drain to my body just showing up even for an hour for the amount that I was offering felt like I was I was being drained so that was the point where I had to up my prices I had to say I only want to be seeing this many clients per month per week and so I drastically took down the amount of clients and quite honestly I went for a phase and it was actually the most like wealthy phase of my business so far when I completely stopped seeing clients and simply worked off of beautiful other offerings that I had created in my business prior to that so my real understanding is that like Putting more energy into your business doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to receive more income. There are so many ways in which we can receive beautiful levels of money and it doesn't have to be from being on the hustle side of life. So again, we talk all about this in your business as big as your soul knows it to be. Money is interwoven in all of your business as big as your soul knows it to be because it is essentially a program which is for healers, teachers, coaches, transformational service providers who are ready to put out offerings into the world which do become iconic, which do become out, out, outsold, can't think of the word, <laughs> that's sold out, that's the one and that do have a wait list for their client base which is, which is like them charging really amazing figures for their for their clients so that they're really in this space of like having a sustainable income that's coming in every month so we're going to be looking at that in your business as big as your soul knows it to be so again I'm sticking that in the show notes and you can enroll onto that before Monday this week so I'm going to wrap up by saying that By healing my relationship to money, I began to deeply trust money instead of fearing it. I realized that I am the creatrix. So this is literally what running a soul-led business is. No one is paying your salary. And I always saw it like this when I was working in salary paid jobs. Like when people would ask me to do overtime or work super hard Um, or or harder than I was and they weren't giving me a pay rise all I really saw was that I was working super duper hard so that the CEO of my company could essentially thrive and that never ever ever appealed to me because I was like I don't care enough about this person's business in order to like allow their life to thrive. Why would I put in the extra hours and the extra time and the extra love of my, my energy, my precious energy in order for someone who I don't really even care for to thrive, you know? So for me, I feel like it is a total liberation running a soul led business because it gives us the ability to choose what we earn. We literally choose and design our business in order to work for us, in order to receive the money that we envision, or in order to have the lifestyle that we want. Again, we talk about this and we go into this deeply through workshopping in your business as big as your soul knows it to be. This is so important. Running a soul-led business and having a beautiful relationship to money is so key. And of course, what I want to also say is that limitations will always arise in our life around money, even when we've been doing this work. And I always see them as a chance to step up, to grow. So even if you have done some work around money, I want to invite you to know that the work never stops, right? Why would we ever limit ourselves to a certain wealth consciousness? Why don't we allow it to grow, grow, grow consistently, you know? And what I really truly believe is that being around people who expand us in our wealth consciousness is so important. So as soon as I um, am in a a coaching space with people or a person who is um, holding a really high Um, value for their service it immediately allows me to hold a high value for mine so it immediately encourages me to expand and evolve in mine so if you don't know somebody right now who really inspires you around the money that they are making through their business my invitation is again for your business as big as your soul knows it to be to be in the energy of holding a high vibration a high wealth consciousness by being in a group of people who are also asking for that themselves so that's it from me today on money and wealth consciousness and the things that i did to heal my relationship with money I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, please, as always, pop over to uh, Instagram and share it, or you can leave a rating or review, or I say, and, and if you really loved it, leave a rating or review. Um, The more that we can share this out to people and the more that we can share this with friends, with family members, we immediately support them to have a upgraded and beautiful empowered relationship with the things that we talk about in this podcast, which normally is sexuality pussy, but also is going to have a big opening into soul-led business and money. So please do share it on, support the people around you to upgrade uplift them and to allow them to feel like they are expanding too alongside you and i guess i'll wrap it up by saying i hope you have a beautiful day or if you are listening to this in the evening i hope you have a gorgeous evening and a beautiful nourishing sleep and we will chat next week